from a sitting U.S. president to average Americans voicing their opinions about COVID-19 origins, masking, and vaccines. It seems if you share an opinion that doesn't support a progressive narrative, you'll be censored, maybe even banned from social media platforms. Our next guest suggests this dangerous trend is threatening the U.S. Constitution and the very fabric of the American Republic. Here to share his thoughts on the new censorship that is restricting free speech worldwide is former Harvard Law professor Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz is a constitutional law expert, civil libertarian, and free speech advocate. His latest book is The Case Against New Censorship. Professor Dershowitz, it's a pleasure, sir, to discuss this important issue with you. I know the Nazis burned books, Lenin, Stalin, and Mao silence those who express views in opposition to their governments. Is this new censorship that you write about reminiscent of those one-party totalitarian states? How would you describe it? Well, it has this in common. Uh, the people who burned the books in Nazi Germany were students. Uh, the people who advocated communism in Lenin and Stalin's Russia were students. Um, the millennials today are on the forefront of censorship. They think they have the truth, and they don't need dissent. They don't need due process. Why bother with dissenting views or free speech if they know what the truth is? If they know that every white cop who shoots a black person is, of course, guilty without regard to the facts of the law, if they know that every man who is accused by a woman, of course, is guilty. The woman is always going to tell the truth. <clears throat> you know, if they know that everybody who raises questions about an election are lying and making up facts, uh, even if you disagree with them, why do you need uh, free speech? So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're not in Nazi Germany. We're not in Stalin's Russia. But we are uh, getting close to situations where uh, non-government officials, and that's what's so dangerous, non-government officials, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, uh, YouTube, are determining what we can hear, what we can say. You know, the First Amendment has two aspects, the right of the speaker to speak, but the right of the audience to listen. And we, the audience, are being deprived of free speech. Let me give you an example. Bobby Kennedy, the son of the former attorney general and a great environmental lawyer, but he's a, a vaccine skeptic. I am more of a supporter of vaccination. We had a wonderful debate. It could be a, it could have been held in any major university in the world, and it was on constitutional law, on medical considerations, on science, and hundreds, even thousands of people watched the debate and liked it, and then YouTube took it down. They said vaccination is not a debatable issue. We don't want to hear two sides of it, and we don't want our audience to hear two sides of it. So hundreds of thousands of people were denied the right to hear me and Bobby Kennedy debate this issue. I won the debate by default. I don't want to win the debate by default. I want to win the debate on the merits in the marketplace of ideas. Big tech CEOs will deny they're censoring conservative speech or speech that doesn't quite fit their progressive narratives. But we've already seen how they blocked the New York Post story about Hunter Biden's laptop. That happened just prior to last fall's election. So that censorship decision may have influenced the outcome of the presidential vote. So how worrisome is that type of censorship influencing election outcomes by preventing all factual information from being made public? It's very dangerous because it not only prevents that or has interference with that, but on so many other aspects of, of life, on whether to take a vaccination uh, or not, on uh, other issues. The head of the little town of Brooklyn Center uh, said that he thought that the woman 
police officer who pulled out her gun instead of her taser and thought she was firing the taser, yelling, taser, taser, taser. When she was indicted for manslaughter, the, the town guy said she ought to be given due process, and he was immediately fired for calling for a constitutional right, due process for every citizen. You get fired, and there were threats, and if they didn't fire him, there would be all kinds of repercussions. Um, that's the problem that's going on in America today. You uh, were a Harvard law professor. What's happening in universities like Harvard, Yale, others that were once known as places of debate, discourse, and free speech? What's happening? I'll give you an example. At Harvard, I have a colleague named Ron Sullivan, the first African-American ever made a dean of Harvard College. And he was a great dean. And then he made the, quote, mistake of defending Harvey Weinstein for about a month on constitutional issues. And the students in his college said they felt unsafe. They didn't feel unsafe when a year earlier he defended somebody accused of a double murder, but they felt unsafe because he was representing somebody who they didn't like and who had been accused of sexual misconduct. So he got fired by Harvard University um, for who he represented. If John Adams had been a professor at Harvard back in 1771, he'd have been fired, I guess, for representing the Boston Massacre soldiers. And Abraham Lincoln would have been fired because he represented some disreputable characters. And great people in America have represented awful people over time. And during McCarthyism, they got fired for it. And under the new McCarthyism, they're fired for it as well. So. We have a violation of the First Amendment, of the Sixth Amendment, of the Fifth Amendment. Many of the millennials just don't care about the Constitution. They know the truth with a capital T. And why have dissent? Why have due process? Why bother with those cumbersome uh, excesses when we know the truth and don't need to hear an opposing point of view? I don't think they're taught the Constitution anymore. So is it too late to reverse this trend? What do we do about it? File lawsuits? Regulate big tech? What? First of all, it's not too late. We write books, as I do. We have talk shows like you do. And um, we try to appeal directly to the American public. Then we go to the Supreme Court. We have legislation which could restrict the ability of um, social media to take advantage of Section 230, which exempts them from lawsuits if they continue to censor speech. So a lot of things we can do. We haven't lost this battle. Um, and it's part of a bigger war. And look, I lived through McCarthyism as a student in college. We overcame that. I think we'll overcome this. Okay, it's just beginning, is it not? Professor Alan Dershowitz, constitutional law expert, author of the new book, The Case Against New Censorship. Thank you, Professor, for sharing your time and insights with us. We appreciate you. Thank you.